and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again joined by Scott Stevens. Scott is our county administrator. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Renee. Great to be back. Been a while. It has been a while. But first, check out our new screen. How impressive is this? <laughs> you know, Renee, progress is great and uh, glad that we're evolving to the next level. So yeah, excited to see what the comments are and if it's uh, a good change for folks. Lots of channels on like sports shows and stuff like that they do this so we're just like espn but a little different <laughs> i'd say yeah a little different but that's okay good good time to make some changes so thanks for absolutely. carrying us along absolutely so as always i am just going to let you take it away all right well again it seems like i have a lot to share we'll see how that really unfolds i know we're lim i say limited we try not to get too lengthy in these things uh, but there are there is a lot of activity within the community and uh, just thought I would update. I, I will say it's been, I'm going to really cover March. Our board has had a lot of meetings in March. And so I thought I would just sort of give a short summary of that. Uh, I guess before that, I do want to just uh, remind the community uh, for all of us to sort of be kind to one another, right? We're doing some of that internal with our staff to one another. Uh, I really am proud of our staff, but I will constantly remind it on our side and probably don't say it enough to the public that we're still very short staffed in a lot of departments. And so our staff has worked hard to make sure it's almost seamless to the public. So things look the same and service delivery is the same, um, but it has taken a toll the past year or two or now three where folks are working shorthanded and covering that and not able to take off and we're piling more on and less people and turnover and new folks trying to figure it out. And, and I would just ask all of us to just be a little bit aware of that. I am proud of the group we have working with us. I think we are committed to serving the community. Uh, I'll tell you, in police, we are severely understaffed. Our dispatch center is severely understaffed. Our general services department, which are all those things you see in the community, from garbage pickup to debris to limbs to grass mowing to ditch maintenance, all those things, that's, that side of our staffing are, is very low. And then the backside in finance, we have had a number of turnover in our finance department, and it's for a variety of reasons. It's not all pay and benefits. It's some of its work-life balance. It's people retiring, other opportunities. Our recruitment has been challenging. Uh, I think that is similar to what other localities and other businesses are experiencing, but it's real for us as well. I just want to start by saying we're proud of what we do. We want to serve the community, but patience and kindness goes a long way, both from our side and from the public's, and we just ask for that uh, consideration. Uh, the other thing on staffing, we are working through the process to hire a new police chief, so hope we'll make process progress in the coming months. We've hired the Virginia Police Chiefs Association to run that process for us. And so we'll have some updates coming in the next month or two with a hope in the June-ish timeframe we would have a new chief in place. So we'll see how that goes along, but excited to have that moving. Uh, in terms of board meetings that I had alluded to, I guess I'll start. The board holds a retreat most years. Uh, this year they did it March 10th, so a week or two ago now. Uh, but during their retreat, uh, discussed a number of just topics that are going on within the community and then we'll probably come back to them at a later date for more decisive action. We've got a couple of hazardous dams that uh, the dam uh, group with the state has put on the county to make repairs to. There's some that we have ownership of, some that we have partial ownership. I say ownership, full ownership of what's underneath the roadway in one case, uh, partial ownership of another dam. And so we are working in those two areas and we'll have more communications with the community of what that means of trying to make these dams safe. None of them are catastrophic in terms of failing, but it's just they are uh, damn safety with the state is concerned with them and us as a partial owner or full owner are expected to correct that. And we'll work through that in the coming year. We so talked about we, 
Yes. If I could interrupt, if we could go back to the retreat, what was the location of their glamorous retreat this year? <laughs> well, we had a glamorous location, but it was yes. Legacy Hall here. Legacy Hall. So it was not Hawaii or Las Vegas. No, it was like one that. day or really half a day. Yep. It was March 10th. It was Legacy Hall, but thank you for that. Yeah, retreat yep. sounds a little more glamorous than it might yes. have been, but it certainly <laughs> was a productive morning. And we did start with breakfast. So I guess if you put glamour with legacy along with breakfast, it wasn't a bad setting. Um, so anyhow, we're working through some of these the damn issues uh, related to that with the state in the coming year. We talked about property tax exemption criteria. We do have a, a program where seniors 65 and above with some limitations on income and assets can receive $1,000 a year off their personal property tax. And so we had our commissioner of the revenue uh, speak to the board about that. And I think the criteria at this point will remain the same. Uh, we talked about our real estate assessment process, brought in our head assessor just to talk through that. We do real estate reassessments every two years. Um, that's not currently happening this year. It will happen uh, for the budget year of FY25, not for FY24. So they're in the midst of doing reassessments where we'll see new values in the spring of 24, uh, just so the board could ask questions and sort of understand that process a little better. We talked again about a future government center and sort of where we are uh, with what is estimated to be a $100 million project, so a really big project for the county, with the idea of we leave our Mounts Bay campus, we move to a more central location. The board had selected a site next to the rec center, the Triangle Woods there next to the rec center. We did receive what is uh, called an unsolicited proposal from a company. We are evaluating that. The board's accepted it, which only means it's opened it up to more interested parties to bid or to provide a proposal. And so that, I think, deadline is sometimes through the end of May. So hopefully at the end of May, we will have several proposals to consider. And then at that point, we'd have more conversation on moving that project forward. Uh, in the meantime, we will likely go visit some other new government centers and see what some of the latest and greatest layouts are, particularly for the boardroom and our board members in terms of access or space within a government center. But having it more centrally located makes sense. Uh, the maintenance cost of our current Mount Space site, it's an age that we have significant cost anticipated if we stay. Uh, and again, the studies we've done in the past year basically says we're going to spend close to $100 million if we just stay where we are and expand as we need it or if we move into a new facility. So the costs are significant either way. And the board has made the determination that uh, they believe the best course of action is for us to build a consolidated center where more of our departments are in one building, one central entrance for the public uh, and more accessible to our community being more central to the county. So more to come on that. I also talked about our general services building. We had talked about putting it at the Warhill Complex over near where there's a water tank off in an area of woods. Uh, there's some archaeological issues there that have made that site not as easy to develop. And so we talked about moving it across the street, really across from Warhill High School, uh, next to the Law Enforcement Center. Seems to be plenty of space in that area for general services, along with potentially a government complex if it were needed or a fire station if needed in the future. So I think you'll see some movement along that lines for our general services department. We talked about preservation programs, code enforcement and planning, really talking about rural character and lands preservation programs, whether they're conservation easements, whether outright purchase for the county, or whether purchase of just development rights that we've done some of all of those in past years. And what where does the board want to go in terms of moving forward and developing lists? And there won't be enough money to do all uh, that we want to do, but how do we best meet the needs of the community of trying to preserve rural character and compensate landowners uh, appropriately if we're trying to stop development or uh, 
of their property. So more to come on that, but we did have good conversation there. Talked about code enforcement efforts. Uh, how do we get into some situations where things maybe go on for a number of years and then we find them and try to address them, uh, why that happens. We also talked about short-term rentals and how do we get better in terms of ensuring they are properly licensed or have the right zoning uh, in some parts of the county to allow those businesses to continue as well. And then just some comprehensive plan discussion where we did adopt it a year and a half ago, just some minor changes or issues within the comprehensive plan or how it would relate to some development of certain types of parcels that are within the county today and just some general discussion about that with our board. We'd also had questions about solar, a lot of conversation about solar. I mean, I think many of us, we see electric in our vehicles. We see solar panels going out on homes. We see solar panels in fields. We've had a number of developments come to the county uh, related to solar. And so we invited Dominion Energy to come in and speak to solar and just the industry in general, safety of the panels, environmental issues they see, what their programs are, and where they see it moving forward. And had about an hour-long conversation with Dominion staff and, and our, our board of supervisors talking about solar with still some unanswered questions, but at least better, I think, information for our board to work through and making good decisions for the county. Uh, we talked about James City County workforce, and as I alluded to earlier, very concerned with staffing in some areas, very concerned with fatigue of folks just saying, I've had enough, I'm done, with folks retiring, maybe not early, but where maybe they would have stayed 32 or 35 years, maybe at 28 or 30, they just have had enough. And how do we lessen that workload in some cases, recruit folks to fill in the spots where we need them? Um, and so we talked about a number of strategies had several department heads speak to it uh, so they hear a little more directly, not that I'm filtering or not sharing with our board, but I do think hearing closer to the source was important for them and a little more meaningful and impactful. And so uh, some of the conversation there will be reflected in our budget document that I'll speak to in a few minutes and some of what's being proposed there for staffing, recruitment and retention and uh, other uh, processes going forward. So we can continue to have people here to serve the community well into the future. And then finally, we talked about debt capacity and financial overview. And, you know, financially, the county is a AAA rating from all three credit agencies. That's a very uh, high mark. So I think we are in very good shape financially. We have a significant amount of debt anticipated, particularly with this new government center and $100 million project on top of a preschool that's uh, significant and other school needs and other county needs and just helping the board to understand where our current debt load is and how it changes in the years to come. And in the 27, fiscal year 27 timeframe, we do have a significant amount of debt that comes off. And while that's in our five-year horizon, in the budget, we're sort of proposing more debt to sort of fill that in. As that debt comes off in 27, we would add significant debt back. So hopefully that will uh, buffer some of the impact to the community in terms of a need for additional revenues going forward related to county uh, capital improvement projects. Um, moving to a regular board meeting happened to be a fairly... Um, uh, short meeting, I say short, fairly um, easy meeting for our board of supervisors uh, in their April um, 14th meeting. I had my agenda out to talk through it, so I guess I'll get me back to the agenda to talk through it. April 14 um, or March 14th? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm not into April yet. Yes, yeah. March 14th. Man. That's what I get for uh, looking down at my notes and not really reading them. <laughs> what they had were a couple withdrawals requests from AFDs for various reasons. One, and they approved AFDs are sorry. agricultural forest district. You mean everybody doesn't know what AFD might be? So anyhow, I'm thinking it may not be completely common knowledge, but I don't. Know. I think you're right. Again, we do go through a renewal process. It's putting land into protected status. 
It's voluntary for property owners. I they have a period of time they commit to. We had just done a renewal uh, last September where property owners could voluntarily leave it in or take it out. We had two that were remained in, and in hindsight, they would have preferred to take them out. One, I think, had a misunderstanding of some of that process as a new property owner. Their property had been in this AFD or Agricultural Forest District. They didn't recognize that they needed, they had a time frame of which to request the withdrawal. And they pleaded their case. They really wanted it for a family subdivision for themselves and their children. And the board did ultimately approve their request for withdrawal sort of out of cycle. So that was one uh, on Stewart's Road that the board approved. They had another one request for an AFD withdrawal from Richmond Road uh, related to a solar project. Ultimately, after a lot of discussion, they did not approve that withdrawal but they did not approve the solar project either. So uh, that a lot of discussion around that. And it's probably more to come in solar as we go forward in time. So the other item they had was a follow-up on a SUP, special use permit uh, for those that may not be familiar with the SUP terminology. Not stand-up paddleboard. No, that's it's not in this case. Not in this case. <laughs> I'm with the Branscombe Resource Recovery and Aggregate Storage down in the Grove area. And I guess off Blue Flats Road. Uh, they had heard that last at the end of last year, brought it back, trying to have better access. But ultimately, they approved the SUP uh, with a limited term, meaning it would expire when the Vara Pit uh, current uh, SUP expires. And I believe that's December of 2028. So they did approve that. But again, a fairly short meeting in terms of items for their March 14th. We haven't gotten to April yet nope. uh, meeting uh, uh, a few weeks ago. And then finally, they had a joint meeting with our school division, March Friday, March 17th. Uh, it was 8.30 a.m. And again, uh, heard from the uh, school board and superintendent of the operational uh, needs uh, for the school division. And the big part of it, uh, I guess we locally fund a significant part of the school division's budget. I think for the current fiscal year, the school division budget is around $160 million. We, James City, are about $100 million of that. So we are a significant part of their funding the city being a pretty significant part as well. Uh, their request from us going into FY24 for a variety of reasons, new positions they believe are needed, increased cost, and then pay increases was another $10 million from the county. And we currently pay about $100 million a year. So that additional $10 million is a really big ask. Our total new revenue for this year is around $14 million. And so for the school division to get 10 probably can occur. And that's one of those things that uh, we had good conversation. Our board chair, Mr. Hipple, really expressed that we certainly support uh, the school board prioritizing raises for teachers. We do believe that's important. We've heard that most years. I think last year it was a 7% increase for uh, school division staff. This year they're requesting a 10% increase for school division staff. And certainly our board of supervisors has indicated that they support a significant um, pay raises for staff because just like on our side, the school division needs good quality people as well as not having vacancies um, to provide the service, uh, but they also have to work within the money that's available. And so uh, they will have additional funding and I'll share that in a few moments, moments from the county, but it's not gonna meet that $10 million request that they have asked of us. Um, and so again, good conversations with those board meetings in March. Uh, as we move into the proposed budget, it is out as of March 28th. So if you haven't had a chance to look at that, it is on our website, and I would encourage you to do that. Just the overall uh, last year's budget was, or I guess last year, the year we're currently in, which us is fiscal year 23, was a $230 million budget. The proposed FY24 budget, which begins in July 1st of this year, keep my dates right, I'm saying a lot yep. of dates at times, Doing but our great. next year's 
our next year's budget, which is we're calling FY24, goes up $100 million. It goes to $330 million, but $80 million of that are capital projects that just happen to be coming online that year or the cost of increase. So that uh, a significant part of that increase is just driven by the capital projects that were either planned or costs are going up. We talk about the general fund budget, which is primarily funded by property tax um, and sales taxes. Uh, it's going from $217 million in our current year to $231 million. So that's about a $14 million increase, which again is significant, uh, but it's uh, terms of where that numbers are going, I'll share most of that as well. Uh, a big focus has been staffing and recruitment last year, as well as this year, uh, in trying to provide raises that are meaningful, raises that are keeping up with inflation. We certainly aren't much above what inflation has been the past year, and also trying to keep up with localities and others around us that are, are always recruiting and needing the same talent we're needing. Uh, and so trying to make sure we're competitive in the marketplace. And I will tell you my opinion of our salaries that we're average. Uh, we do pay our employees well, but it is not on the high side of well. If you look at what other localities around us pay for many positions, we're still behind. And so in competition of that, our cost of living here tends to exceed some other parts of the peninsula and Hampton Roads region. And so those are areas where I think we, we have challenges in recruiting that if you can make a certain salary in James City and a little better um, a few miles away and your housing costs are a little better a few miles away or a little lower, that puts us at a competitive disadvantage oftentimes. And so those are things where I think pushing the salaries up continues to be important for us. So last year we did 5% and 1,500 in terms of raise for our employees. I am proposing the same thing this year, again, a $1,500 increase plus 5% uh, uh, July 1st. Uh, our board of supervisors during the retreat allowed us to go ahead and authorize the $1,500 April 1st. So we're doing that now and, and my logic for that one is helping employees that we currently have, but equally important, trying to help with our uh, entry-level salaries and getting our entry-level wage closer to $15 an hour. We're not quite there, but we're closing in on it. We've moved from less than 10 two years ago to above 14 with this extra $1,500. So we've come a long way on our entry-level salaries, uh, but we're still struggling with people just mow grass and do those basic uh uh, needs. And so between general services and parks and rec, my hope is doing this early will help not only our current employees, but our recruitment strategies as well. Uh, we also have offered through our board retreat and in the budget, uh, additional access to our, our recreation facilities and amenities, uh, giving employees discounts, those less than 50,000 significant discounts on childcare, trying to help offset some of their costs of maybe living and working in James City County. Uh, we also are trying to up our site um, Many localities are paying more when folks retire. And so part of our change, we pay 5,000 for sick leave when employees retire. Many other localities are paying closer to 20,000. And so we've implemented a change for those that retire from us, trying to help those long serving members uh, working with James City County to get a little better payout in retirement. That money can be used for whatever purpose, but potentially health insurance and retirement and helping them pay for that for a year or two, because uh, our employees do pay the entire cost of their health insurance and retirement if they choose to stay on our insurance plan. So things that I think will be good changes for our employees. Uh, the other thing we do, we have been average, I say a little behind the average of holidays for the region where most are getting 14 holidays. We, James City County are getting 12. And part of this will, the proposed budget will provide two personal days in addition to the 12 holidays, two personal days for employees. So we won't be closed to the public trying to make sure that our service and 
so the community doesn't diminish, but we'll provide our employees uh, some uh, two additional days to sort of catch them up with the region and what most other localities are providing in terms of holiday or personal days to their staff. And so my hope is that rewards those that are staying here in some way, but more importantly, maybe, well, not more, but equally important, encouraging new people uh, to choose James City County as a good employer because we are a good place. Uh, but those staffing shortages have really uh, taken a toll. So a big part of the budget is focused on those kinds of things for current and future employees. The, the pay increase that I've talked about adds about $1.4 million to the budget, or $4.1 million. So that's a pretty significant chunk of the fourteen. The school division request, while I have allocated $4 million additional dollars for the school division, I've got another $2 million held off to the side in contingency that potentially and really is set aside for the school division. With the state's budget not yet approved, the school division doesn't really know what their additional revenue from the state might be. Uh, they showed about $5 million more uh, to, in our joint meeting. With our additional $4 million in the cities, that's almost $10 million more they can expect next year. There's another half a million to four million they could get from the state, depending on which version of the budget from the Senate to the House is adopted. And so based on that, this additional two million that I've talked about, we will make it up so that uh, my intent would be for them to get at least six more million. So they have five plus our four. I hope the state will provide another two. If the state does not, the county would be in a position to do that. So uh, that takes 10 of that 14 million additional revenue I talked about. The other part, we did a mid-year budget increase for our public safety staff, trying to get our police salaries uh, closer to the average of the region and some on the fire side. That was about a million and a half dollars. So that was significant. That was, we've done it in this current year, but that comes into our costs for next year. And then the other thing, we had health insurance and some outside agency increases, both close to a million dollars. And so you total those up, that's really where those 14 million uh, dollars of additional revenue went. And I think all... Um, important in terms of service to the community. Tax rates, uh, at least this year, our tax rates staying the same at this point in my proposed budget, still at 83 cents for $100 value on your real property. And it's still at $4 per $100 value on personal property. Last year, the board, because used car values were significantly higher than they had been, did assess at 75% of the NADA value. This year, used car prices are much closer to being where we believe they should be, and we did not recommend an increase uh, or changing the assessment. So cars will be assessed at the full 100% of their NADA value. And so that'll be reflected in bills that our residents see in June of this year for their vehicles and for property tax. Um, Outside of that, the other significant parts in the budget, uh, we talk about our capital improvement projects. We have a number of projects that are moving forward this year. Uh, we, do, we do have funding for the uh, construction of a general services administration building proposed in next year's budget. That's almost $30 million. So that is a, this our significant project. And part of that $80 million increase I spoke to earlier on the projects. Uh, we talk about the, some of the dam repairs, uh, Mirror Lakes in particular, uh, stormwater drainage improvements that we typically have done year after year, but a total of the millions. We're replacing our ambulances. Every year we're replacing one or two of those. Building maintenance item, playground improvements, uh, recreation center office renovations. There's improvements at our rec center that folks should be able to see. Uh, and just re other um, regular replacements within our county operations. On the school side, we still are budgeting for a preschool space, $25 million. And our budget is $22 million set aside for preschool. We already funded close to $4 million in design, so I hope that'll move forward next year. Expansion at Lafayette High School, cafeteria expansion at Jamestown High School, a little over $2 million in school bus replacements as part of the capital improvement project program. 
uh, track and tennis court replacements at Lafayette High School, uh, HVAC system and generator and other replacements at various schools, and then safety and security, maintenance and equipment placements. So a lot of needs out there. Most of them have been funded by the county or we've been able to fund those. And then some we would discuss later that we have not. And so in terms of budget process, I don't want to get too much further into that unless you think there's something I've missed, Renee, other than sort of our schedule going forward. In terms of budget going forward, there are a number of opportunities for public comment. Uh, we do have an April 6th uh, in-person and virtual uh, meeting, community meeting, which myself and our finance director, Sharon McCarthy, will, will conduct. I guess you're going to be part of that to help us through that conversation. Uh, it is April 6th at 4 o'clock. And again, it will be held in person at our boardroom, 101 Mounts Bay Road in Building F or virtually. And so you can choose to attend on what works best for you. We'll give a little better summary or a little deeper summary than what I've shared today and then see what kind of questions and other kinds of things we can address to help the community understand the budget process and where we are. Our, our Board of Supervisors has scheduled an April 11th uh, public hearing on the budget. Again, we'd be at the boardroom at 101 Mounts Bay Road. Uh, the meeting starts at five o'clock. The public hearing will be sometimes after five o'clock. And then our final um, action, on, at least on the budget, may have a business meeting in between. Their normal business meeting in April, the board would discuss it. There's not an opportunity for public comment, but our board would have more discussion on the budget at that April meeting. And then back May 9th at five o'clock, we would ask the board of supervisors to adopt our FY24 budget. So certainly an opportunity April 6th for public comment and understanding April 11th for public comment. And then May 9th, there could be public comment ahead of uh, the board adopting the budget. So I think there's at least some opportunity for that involvement, and we'll see uh, where our community falls in terms of questions. I would tell you, I would always open to questions with email or phone calls, and my phone number, 757-253-6603. Uh, Again, 757-253-6603, or scott.stevens at jamescitycountyva.gov. Maybe shortening that, but today that's what it is. So uh, happy to answer any questions that... Um, uh, residents or others may have about our budget or other county issues. Um, and that might be enough on the budget. Anything else there? I think you covered it all. It's a lot. There's a lot um, going on with that. Um, you know, it's simple, but it's a lot of simple. And by the time you do that, it gets pretty complex. So I do appreciate our FMS staff and all the behind the scenes and Sharon and her staff keeping us straight and the numbers in line and presentations and more to come on that. But uh, a lot of effort going in to make sure that it's transparent, that it's available for public review, and that we answer those questions that come up. Uh, I guess one other project I'd like to mention that has some visibility, uh, Marina, uh, through the last, I guess, late last summer into the fall, uh, we had the covered boat slips um, uh, reviewed by a structural engineer, hoping we could make some minor improvements. It turned out they're in such bad shape that we had to notify our boat slip holders that you just had to get your boats out by mid-January. They have done that. We are demolishing those covered slips as we speak. So in the coming months, they will be gone. And then we're looking at how do we put more floating docks? And we had plans to do that. Uh, we had just done a phase one where we had eliminated 14 or so slips. We could put those in rather quickly, still probably a 12-month process. Uh, that area has been dredged. Our plan had always been to demolish the boat slips, just not quite this soon, and replace them with either covered or uncovered slips, but it takes dredging. And so we still, that process is a, probably a two to three-year process. By the time we dredge, and bid it and get it designed. So again, I think you'll see some work at the marina uh, that's going on in phases, uh, some that will demolish the existing floating uh, covered slips, 
add in a few extra slips, and then in another project, come back and do some more uh, work at the marina. So uh, yeah, further questions, again, I'm happy to talk through that. And, you know, in closing, I would tell you it's spring, hard to believe we're to spring already. That's a good time of year for me, minus I think the allergies might get me a little more than they used to, but I'm willing to endure that to get to the warmer weather. Uh, would encourage folks to get out, enjoy our parks. We have a lot of nice amenities, get out on the trails, move around. They always say that's good for us to do. And again, I just would, as I started with a reminder to be kind, I would just remind us all to, you know, be kind, be patient, work with folks. I think uh, while we're, for the most part, I believe through COVID, there's still a lot of lingering stresses associated with life in general. And um, um, for us, staffing is a big part of that. Um, but the kindness goes a long way. It makes it easier for all of us when we are looking after one another. So that would be my message. To, let's continue to look after one another. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Renee. All right. Well, as always, Scott, you do, excuse me, a little bit of allergies on my own over here. <laughs> but as always, you do a great job just summarizing everything. And again, I just want to emphasize for you to the public that you are really available and willing to discuss things with citizens. And so folks that are listening, please do not hesitate to reach out or to call and you'll either talk with Scott or Scott will get you in contact with the right person. It's just, it's a really great, it's great to have that level of transparency. And we're really fortunate here in James City County. Well, you're good to share that, Renee, but you're absolutely right. We're all willing to talk with our community to help them understand what we're doing and why. And again, I would encourage them to reach out as well. All right. Well, I will definitely see you on April 6th for the budget show. So Maybe in I, person, right? In person. That's right. right. So again, thank you so much, Scott. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. You can also go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And on there, you're going to find all of our episodes as well as a form that you can send us questions, comments, critiques. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next time.